And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 98. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 39 through 42 from the book Rule of Wolves. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by Lee Bardugo. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Anne Rice. Moi Saviani, casters. Hello, hello. So, uh, before we get started, we should say hello to some listener cities. Okay. Hi. Hi. First, we say hello to Caguas, Puerto Rico. Wow. Yes. Hello. hello. Then we're moving to Istanbul, Turkey. Yay. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Love you long time. Love you so much. We do. We really do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, um, this episode is dedicated to Anne Rice. If guys know i i'd hope that you guys have heard of who in rice is um we have this is an author that we grew up with yes and i feel like also i know definitely is an author that shaped a lot of i know for certain helped lee um mm-hmm. bardugo and like i think helped a lot of us like goth like punk artistic kids have a place to read back then in the 90s like it was a that was the first place where we could find a place to be ourselves yeah she helped um kind of pave the way for a lot of fantasy authors um a lot of queer authors um i forgot about that she um yes she um her books were never actually about vampires they were about people that don't belong so a lot of people who didn't belong or people who were going through something during uh, the height of her books uh, found a place there in that world. Um, I found them at the age of nine, and um, that definitely helped shape me. I kind of feel like she was the strange aunt that I never saw. I did have yeah. um, the the very good fortune to speak to her a few times. Um, so it really was like she was that wow. that uh eccentric aunt that you don't see often but um yeah. but helped shape, you know, who you were and you could tell weird things too. So um it was it was a big loss. Yeah, it when I heard that she passed, I immediately thought of you and um it's it's heartbreaking. It it's sad. Um she did live a long that is the good thing. She she didn't she lived a long life. Yes. Um, she and got had, to share her gift with the world. She did. And she did a great, like, I mean, she let, she was able to put out some incredible novels. Like, yes. I mean, seriously, not just a couple. I mean, like, starting with Interview with the Vampire just was the beginning of that whole thing. Because, I mean, how many other stories then came out of that? So many. There was the whole Vampire Chronicle that yeah. um, there was like a, it was kind of, uh, there was like a series, but then there was all these little offshoots from that. And then she had um, the the witches, um, and oh. then she had a lot of uh, like uh, religious uh, books where it was uh, a lot of um, kind of delving into that world in a different way. So, oh, don't forget about the Sleeping Beauty. I read once. 
So there are three. It, there's the Sleeping Beauty trilogy with yeah. that. Um, if you are under the age of 18, don't, don't even read, Google it. Do not read that. <laughs> um, that's all we have to say about that one. Um, and when those first came out, uh, she did those under a different name. So that, yeah. that was, yeah, it took a little bit for her to come out and say, yep, that was me. That was really um, cool. And they are very, They're very, very um, something. Yes. <laughs> so if you have not read Interview with the Vampire, I highly recommend it. It is not young adult. There are adult um, themes there- in there. Is there a lot though? Like, I mean, like, I, f- I yes. feel like we could recommend. You don't think that we could recommend there, it? I would not recommend it to younger. I say that I read it when I was nine, so I have no space to talk. So maybe people if you with are triggers. Mature. <laughs> so maybe if you have triggers for like what subjects do you think? I mean, like, I'm just like. I mean, it's very gory. Okay. Um, there's a lot of. Oh, I don't know. I would say kind of. There might be some rape issues in there, um, but it's it is it's not young adult, so it's yeah, uh, it's, it's it's very adult. There's um, the two main characters have a sort of homosexual relationship, though they are not human, so they cannot have a homosexual relationship in like the way that like humans could, right? Um, but it's very intimate. Yeah. And um, that was one of the things that just blew my mind. It was like, oh, my goodness, it's on paper that there are these two men uh, or they were men. But again, as you read them, um, if you read them, just remember that they're not it's not actually about vampires. There is a bigger theme underneath there. And sometimes that's hard to uh, get people to read it because they're like, I don't like vampire stories. But it's a it's a study of uh, humanity. And uh, that's that's the books that I enjoy the most is when it's there's a deeper meaning to it. So well, it's an incredible story. And hey, if you want, you can the Cliff North Cliff Notes Cliff Notes watch the movie. I mean, like even though the book is a lot yes. better, but I mean the story itself was incredible. Just I mean the brain that it took to come up with that, mm-hmm. I just am always mesmerized by. So um. Anyways, this um this episode is dedicated to her. We she's a, it's a huge loss to the writing community. Like we just um to authors out there and I know that um yeah. Anyways, we will um we'll continue to live on with her and like pass on her legacy by, you know, keep reading fun stuff and trying to find places where, you know, other misfits and Yes. Places like places where we can all feel at home, and that's what all this is about, mm-hmm. and that's what she did. Yes. So, yeah. So that was that was heartbreaking this week. Um, we also want to, you know, put our hearts out there for those affected by the tornadoes and yes. the um, the tornadoes that are happening currently in the Midwest. Um, so we our hearts are with you. We were lucky enough to come through unscathed, and many, many others were not. So yes, last um, week was. So we feel for you. Last week was horrifying. Um, last weekend was yes. very scary here. Um, it we we did we we didn't make it. We are okay. Um, but there are, as I'm sure if you have watched any of the news, just a state up, which is really not that far. It's only 45 minutes away from us. Is Kentucky? Um, 
it is heartbreaking to see the devastation that that state has had. Yes. Um, and the lives that were lost. And we can only just, that's what, it's just, it's sad. And um, Terry, you got to see some of this. I did. Um, we went up for a show that my partner was invited to um, as part of his job, um, which I will discuss to you, the artist that we just saw. I'll, I'll discuss that in a moment. Um, but uh, driving up there and seeing it, just seeing the town just gone, it's um, it's sad. It's very yeah. sad. You, I mean, it's just when you think about that, it it doesn't really seem real. But if you think about it, like just a, an actual place where all these people live, and everything is gone, like the lives, the notes, like the pictures, like everybody's lives, it it's all just blown away. The historical buildings that have been there since the early eighteen hundreds, gone. All the things that they withstood. And this one tornado comes through and it's gone. It was a crate, but it was a huge tornado. That it was. tornado. It was a four. A, a Nia four. And it, it went through a couple states. Like four states. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a really scary I was horrified that night because Caden luckily was asleep. But Chris, whenever storms like that ha- happen, he's you know, he's a good guy, works for the sheriff department, so you know, he's gotta go do all his stuff and help and so he's always gone so there was a part where i was freaking out because i thought i heard a train you know they always say if you hear a train Mm -hmm. so i just turned the fan on (laughs) and was like and (laughs) if i can't hear it it doesn't exist (laughs) yep because it was just me and lucy and i was just like nope mm -mm." i had like (laughs) all like i had turned on all these lights that also wouldn't turn out if the electricity went out so it wouldn't scare the hell out of me um anyways Made it through. Yes. But um, anyways, that's my story. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine. But yeah. Anyways, um, our hearts do go out to the people that um, are still missing people, um, that have friends and family that are lost. And yeah, please um, please have them in your thoughts and prayers. Um, this is a devastating, it's a hard season. This is um, the time where these tornadoes do happen and they are very strong mm-hmm. and they come through this area and they just... Take what they want, and just it's scary, scary stuff. Yes. So not to um, make light of it, but you know we've we've talked about the sad things, and mm-hmm. we can kind of move on yes. um, to entertain you. Um, <laughs> the artist I did want to put this artist out there. Uh, she is a very small artist. We went to see her in Paducah. Um, her name is Melissa Carper. And she is in the bluegrass country realm, and okay. she is an out lesbian. Awesome. And I want everyone to check her out. I want everyone to boost her Spotify numbers. I, she deserves it. She's great. She's cute. She's humble. She's smart. Um, and to sing songs in that space. About that. About being a lesbian is amazing, and she needs our support. So, yes. So boost from the queer community, please. Um but she's she's absolutely amazing. Um, she's got some some great songs. I yeah. uh, talked to her, um, just her and I, kind of off to the side. I, I thanked her for what she's doing, for paving the way for for new people. Because yeah. in in country in the con- the new country, there is a little bit more space for gay and lesbian. But still, but in this kind of hillbilly bluegrass bluegrassy, there's there's nothing. Yeah. So, um, 
And uh, she said that, that she just couldn't not do it, that growing up in the 80s, um, there was nothing. Yeah. So she felt like she needed to speak her truth, and that's all she could do. Um, so I'm sharing it with the world, and you guys know what to do. <laughs> that is all. And, you know, she just, Terry, before coming on the show, did let me, like, um, hear some of the music. And I'm going to say, those are some fun songs. Yes. Like, they really are. They're entertaining. They're they're awesome. So do check her out. I promise you. Like, it is, even, even though I'm not a huge country fan, this is, but, like, historical, like, old, like, bluegrass mm-hmm. and things like that, that's what I appreciate. I love it when things take me to a time. Yes. And that's what her this music it takes me to a different time, but her lyrics mm-hmm. and what she talks about is just it's truthful and it, it makes me sad almost to think about that like it takes me to a time where I know that she couldn't say it back then. Yes, but this is like, but that's what she's they, doing important work. She is. It's so good. Really, good Christian girlfriend is a great song. Is a great song. Um, would you like to get some goats? Is my absolute favorite. Um, obviously we've talked about goats before. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I wanted to, um, boost, boost her. So you all Absolutely. do your work. Yes, <laughs> do find her. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So anyways, just letting you guys know, um, I'm sure you heard this is the 98th episode. That's insane. Yes. I don't know what to do. Um, because it's just so kind of like crazy, but did want to let you know that we are really excited. Our hundredth episode, we will have some special stuff. Well, we're going to be covering the rest of the book, but, um, you know, just tune in. I promise you'll want to. And, um, anyways, it's just so exciting. So we've got, um, I know for the little things that we have at Grisha cast that are coming out in 2022, um, our, finally, our website will be up. And we'll have those quizzes we've worked on, and we've got some really cool stuff happening. And thank you so much for um, being there with us. Part of that is you guys helped us reach our thousand um, mark in Instagram. So we will be having a giveaway at the beginning of the year. We're going to talk more about that when we come back on, um, but it's for that. So, and the giveaway is going to be really cool. Believe me, you're going to have. There's this box of stuff that's going to be really cool, but. Anyways, we're excited, um, but hang in there. We got just a couple more episodes, and then we're done with this book. That's so weird. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I just want to say, definitely listen to the hundredth episode. We might have some news you want to hear. Just letting you know, a little sneak peek of something. Hmm. Okay, I know. I'm horrible at trying to keep secrets, but hey, I haven't said a damn a a a a, a, sing, a single thing. So, I know. <sighs> Okay, so let's maybe move on into the Grishaverse. <laughs> um, goodness gracious, me and that word. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I covered chapter 39, which was Zoya. And if we remember where we were, Zoya just found out that Apparat's got Nina. Yeah. And Zoya's like, mm-mm. That ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna go get her. So she does. That's what we read about. Um, she goes and she goes to the Fjordan base. She sneaks in. She kills a guy. 
whatever. <laughs> just kills the guy. Yep, we get there. So Nina, fine. Um, she finally gets to Nina and the apparat. The apparat has, um, like, uh, she's apparat's got like a dagger up to Nina's throat when Zoya arrives, and here is our special scene. Ooh, and. Take two of Eric's apparat. Let's see if I can do good at this one. Last one. Oh, horrendous. I tried to practice a couple times. I'm just going to give you a heads up. I really am trying. I used to do really good at this, but the times that I've practiced this somehow, just get ready. My accent might teeter off into other accents, and that's totally on accident. And it's, I don't know, it's like these words that all of a sudden just like take, I don't know, all of a sudden I read one word and it. Turns me into doing a Brit. You'll just see. <laughs> Get ready for the thunderful. What? Thunderful. Um, yeah. Scene. This is going to go well. It is. <laughs> I'm going to be playing the apparat. Terry's going to be playing Zoya. And, um, but what better way? I wanted to play the apparat. Come on. So, got to play him creepily. So, special thank you, first off, um, that we will delete. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Special thank you for our background music created by Kendra Dantes and Year 26. So, are you ready to do your Zoya? Sure. Have you ever done a Zoya? Um, I don't I prob- know. I don't think I've ever let you. Probably not. Because I've always <laughs> taken her. So, this is and this is the first time because I'm trying to play the creepy apparat. <laughs> so, okay. Well, everybody get ready because here we go. Get ready for this. This is going to be something. I don't know what it's going to be. It sounds something. Okay. Curtain up. <laughs> Easy, General Nazielinski. You see where you are, don't you? He gestured to the windowless walls. A dead end. I doubt even the amenable Nina Zenik would survive having her jugular cut. Will it be so easy to explain a dead girl whom everyone knows to be a good and pious member of Yarbrough's household? The apparat smiled. His gums were black. Ew. When I show him the bone darts we took from her clothing and expose her spies in Rinksa, I imagine Yarbrough will give me a medal. We've taken Nina's weapons and her power is useless against my healthy priest guards. Shall we see if she'll like to use her twisted gift to call some corpses to do her bidding? Nina said nothing, only pressed her lips together, her gaze focused on Zoya. I don't think she will, the apparat continued. She can't call the dead without destroying her cover and putting Dirkhana Broom in danger of being charged with collusion. That would spoil her betrothal to the crown prince now wouldn't it what do you want Zoya said take me as your prisoner and set Nina free you mistake me Zoya Nazielinski I do not want you as my captive but my comrade though be assured he said my monks stand at the ready one step toward me and this whole room will be dosed with parem gas Zoya's eyes darted to the cells, the ceiling, the two priest guards flanking the apparat. There were vents in the walls, but he might be bluffing. She had anecdote in her pocket. Was it worth worth the risk? She'd have to dose herself with antidote, then fight off the effects and the priest guards at the same time. 
Zoya shook her head. Do you have any love for Ravka at all? Ravka was meant to be ruled by holy men, and your king is not one. He is an abomination. The saints must be freed from him. I think you find abomination where it's convenient, the same way you locate your saints. What do you want? We're on short time. Were you seen? I killed a man on the way up. I see. The apparat said with some distaste. He nudged one of the monks. Bring me the boy. The priest guard moved to obey, opening the nearest cell and leading out an emaciated prisoner. This poor soul was taken from a fjordan village by Yarbrum. He's a heart render, or maybe a healer. He was never trained, but, but now does whatever the drug Param tells him to. The apparat removed a packet from his robes, and the heart render lifted his head, sniffing the air, a low moan escaping his throat. You and I are going to leave this place together, Zoya Nazielensky. You will declare your allegiance to Vadimik Demidov, the true Lansov king, and you will become my saint, a symbol of the new Ravka. And if I say no, Nina will be tortured by your monks? She will be tortured by this heartrender, one of your own. He will take the skin from her body, inch by inch. And when her heart begins to fail, I'll have him heal her and start all over. Maybe I'll have Miss Zenek dosed with the drug. I understand she survived one encounter with Parem. I doubt she'd be so lucky again. For the first time, Zoya saw panic enter Nina's eyes. I won't let it happen, she vowed. I will not fail you. End scene. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, hey, I did good. You did. I'm proud of you. Nowhere near as bad as the last time. Anyways, moving right along, which, by the way, I could have made this entire thing a scene because I really, like, you don't get to hear the apparat talk a lot. And I just, his creepy voice in my head is just like, I just love it. So anyways, <laughs> Zoya then asked the apparat, like, okay, dude, like, what's your goal here? And his answer pretty much is just, like, to put Demidov on the throne and to have the saints purify Ravka. Oh, okay, just that. Um, the apparat then says that he knows the location of where Broom has hidden Grisha prisoners. So if she follows him and Demidov, then he will give her these locations of this secret prison um, or the prisons, um, which could be very enticing for her because, I mean, it's all these Grisha that she could help save. You know, it's kind of the apparat is trying to get her to choose between the king and like the king and Grisha, like that's hard. Like mm-hmm. you've got to really like that's what the apparat's doing because the apparat isn't wanting to like destroy Grisha. He's wanting just well, we're getting to that, right? But so this is where it is. Zoya then like just decides like, look, I'm gonna call you out because you just this is bull. And she says, I don't think this has anything to do with you wanting to purify Ravka, but I think it has to do more with, which we've talked about from the beginning, you wanting to rule. And right. like, yeah. He wants to rule and he wants the Grisha to be the saints. Yeah. And he just wants to be the main man. Mm-hmm. So here's a quote from him 
Um, and I had to say it. Um, so here's a quote. I have been waiting for the saints to speak to me since I was a child. Maybe you recited the same prayers, had the same hopes. Most children do, but somewhere along the way, I realized no one would answer my prayers. I would have to build my own cathedral and fill it with my own saints. He held up the packet of parem, and now they speak when I want them speak. Sancta Zoya, end quote. So that was like just kind of a crazy little thing where he's just all of a sudden like, you know, he's a madman. I mean, he realizes he's now he makes the saints speak. But here is a huge thing. He calls her Sancta Zoya. Yeah. This is the first time he says this, right? I think so. Okay. Just making sure. This is big. I know we've talked about, mm-hmm. like, but this is big. So, anyways, the apparatus signals to the heart render who's there to start doing some stuff. And he does. He starts making blood come out of Nina's eyes. And Zoya's like, oh, no, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. The apparatus signals to the Grisha to stop. He does. Um, Nina does help. Like, she uses her power and brings some Grisha corpses alive um, because they realize they can kind of get out of the situation. And they do. What's funny is the apparatus, I I envision, is being pretty much lifted up by these Grisha corpses that Nina has gotten. And and I think this is the part where he keeps on screaming, gas! (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it turns into, like, thriller. Yeah, so he... It, he's trying to get the parm to like flood in, and it does. Mm-hmm. So then, what does Zoya do? This is amazing. Zoya grabs Nina, flies through a wall. Okay, Nina is screaming, and I I didn't put the actual quote in here, but pretty much it's just Zoya can feel as she goes through the wall, and Nina and she's holding onto Nina, her wings unfurl, which we know is. Her dragon. Yeah. And, oh, yes. I am ready for this. <laughs> I am all in. Come on, Sancta Zoya. Come on. Bring on Juris. And that you you are your bad. Oh, you a bad beaker. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cover the next two because I need to calm down. Sit <laughs> my tea. Uh, um. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> I don't think mine are as exciting as that, but we <laughs> next is chapter 40, which follows Mayu. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're jumping back now. Um, but Yes. Uh, yeah, so the the Karagood actually like flew Mayu, Tamar, and Bergen into this big battle against like Fjord and Ravka. Uh, Tamar tells everyone that the Karagood are allies because obviously everyone is looking terrified because remember some of them have had, well, like in, um, Crooked King, no, yeah, Crooked Kingdom, they had issues with the Karagood. Yeah. Yeah. So like everybody's terrified of the Karagood. They don't know much about them. So like here they are and everybody's like freaked out. So Tamar's having to tell everybody that no, 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 they're on our side. Um, the Fjordans. However, just open fire on them, and uh, the Karagood actually shield the Rothkins because apparently wow. the bullets just go ding, ding, ping, ping, ping off of them. Yeah. Um, then 
some of them, some of the care could go and like start attacking the Fyrdens. Uh We kind of go back in time to the night right after um, we left them at the Summer Palace. Mm. Yeah, the Summer Palace. Uh, they talked about how they would want to, or that they're going to be sent to exile, which they think kind of makes sense because they're not fit to be with regular people. But they're also like made for battle. So it's going to be difficult for them to just kind of sit around and hang out. They decide to go fight with Nikolai. They make the decision together um, as the king who gave them their freedom. And Tamar promises that no harm would come to them in Ravka. And since the Kirgood don't technically exist on paper, they aren't breaking the rule of sending no shoe troops that Queen Letty said. So we're getting around all these rules. Someone's um, got to. Yeah. Uh, so back to the action. Fjorda starts just like bombing everything, not caring if they kill their own at the same time. They've just like had it. They're I- just like. I feel like that's a very desperate move. Like, I feel like that's our first sign that they're kind of getting a little freaked out. Don't you think? It's kind of like a Hail Mary kind of situation where it's like, just give them everything we got. Uh, Nikolai calls for a retreat at this point because it is clear that Fjorda will do absolutely anything and he's just not going to risk it. It doesn't matter, though, because Fjorda just keeps on bombing. Tamar wants Nikolai to let the Kergood fly him out of there so that he can survive it, but he laughs and says, None of that. If Ravka's independence dies this day, then I die with it. Ugh. Love it. Yes. Sorry. Love that. Man. I know. It is. That's why I had to put it in there. I know. <laughs> um, so he jumps in a tank with his little shadow creature kind of hovering over him and asks the Kergood to help him. He says, I know everyone has always treated you poorly, and I, I know I, I don't have the right to ask you to do anything, but I'm going to ask you to help me at this time. Taholia is the one this time to say, nope, don't do it. Stay with us. And Nikolai's response this time is, manners, Tolia. If they want to send me to hell, I'm going to at least say a proper goodbye. Wow. He gives this big battle speech, which gets everybody pumped, and they all yeah. take off, including the care good. They all know that they are all about to die. So I have this quote to the end. There were tears in Tolia's eyes. May the saints watch over you, Nikolai, he said. You die a king. Mayu watched the distance to impact narrow. 200 yards, 100 yards. She would not let herself look away. Goodbye, brother, she whispered. A roar split the air. A massive shape tore across the field between the Kergood and the Fjordan bombers, sending them scattering. Silver lightning crackled the sky. What the... Tamar began, but the words died on her tongue. They all stared at the sky, and Mayu opened her mouth to scream. She was looking at a dragon. End quote. Ooh. <sighs> Goodness. And, so much. And we're getting to the point to where these chapters, like, end where it, you don't it, want them to end, and then... Yeah. Yeah. So, then we move right on to chapter 41. Nina. Which is Nino. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she's being carried by a dragon. As yes. we heard yeah. Eric screaming. Yes. <laughs> yep. She was. So the quote is, One minute Nina had the scent of Perim in her nostril, and the next she was knocked backward with, a, with Zoya's arms around her, smashing through the tower wall as if it were straw. End quote. 
So, of course, Nina is freaking the heck out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wouldn't all of us, like, if our friends just randomly turned into dragons? I mean, it would be a little frightening. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, it it definitely would surprise me. Uh, yes. Uh, it, it'd be new. <laughs> yes. I, we'd have to get some new furniture. Absolutely. I mean, make room. Uh, and keep extra clothes around. Um, yeah. So Zoya actually takes her into the battle. Like, obviously, we just heard that they saw the dragon. So Zoya, like, actually is carrying Nina into In- the battle, which is... Why? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Zoya just flies at everyone with lightning coming out of her mouth instead of fire. So instead of, like, a fire-breathing dragon, she's a lightning-breathing dragon. And it knocks, like, all the bombers out of the sky... The Furidan soldiers fire at her, and she, like, lightnings all of them. I love it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm here for every word. <laughs> Keep <Nina>. going. <laughs> so Nina's looking down, and all she sees are, like, dead people, the Starless Cult, and the Druskella moving toward Nikolai, but she doesn't see Broom. Broom is, like, nowhere to be seen. Of course. She's looking at all their faces, and she sees that they are afraid, but also there's, like, this awe in their face and she knew that she was the one to help make that happen she had been trying to tell Fjordans that you know Grisha are saints like maybe yeah. the people that you prayed to were Grisha so she knew that this like look on their face of like it's not that they're completely afraid it's that they are in awe and seeing that she helped like create that Ugh. So at the same time, she also hears Matthias saying that there has to be a Fjorda worth saving. So at this point, Uh, she begs Zoya to stop. Yeah. Stop lightning people. She tells her that if she destroys them, Broom's cause will never die. That they will always fear her, fear fear them, the Grisha. So Zoya opens her mouth again to lightning them all. And Nina closes her eyes because she can't watch what's about to happen. And that's where my chapter ends. It's okay, because I'm going to take it right back up, so don't worry, (laughs) because chapter 42 um, is Nikolai, and this is just from his perspective. So um, I'm going to read a quote. Somehow, impossibly, Ravka had seized the advantage. Zoya's lightning had ignited walls of flame, blocking retreat for the Fjordan forces, and now she hovered above them, ready to pass judgment. The Age of Saints. Yurid had predicted, and now... Yuri had predicted it, and now, in this trembling moment, it had come, not with Elisaveta or the Darkling, but on the wings of a dragon. Nikolai thought of all the stories of Sankt Felix, who had become a beast to fight for the first king, of Juras, who had bested the dragon only to take on its form. Zoya had become something the world hadn't seen since before legends were written. The dragon's jaws opened and released an angry shriek, In it, Nikolai heard all of Zoya's sadness, her rage, the grief she'd endured for every soldier fallen, every friend lost, the deep loneliness of the life she'd been forced to live. The air seemed to come alive, the pressure dropping, lightning gathering. She was going to kill them all. End quote. I wanted to leave you guys there for a minute. A little little hanging there. Yeah, how's that feel? A little cliffhanger? Okay, so anyways, she don't. <laughs> she does not kill them all. She act because she's right there at the like 
she's right there at the Furidans. I'm sorry, maybe I didn't explain that. She's right there, like, it's pretty much, she yeah. is about to kill all the Furidans. Yeah. And she doesn't, she spares them. And this is a very interesting moment that happens, okay? Um, so there's this, all of a sudden, and this is all Nikolai, remember? So here's a quote. Sancta! Nikolai wasn't sure where the shout came from. He turned his head and saw a, bl- a figure in black kneeling in the field. Sancta Zoya! The figure shouted again. He lifted his head, and Nikolai met the Darkling's gray gaze. The bastard winked at him. End quote. So, one, <laughs> hilarious that the Darkling winks at Nikolai in that moment, but is also praising, like, bringing on this whole Zonkta Zoya. Yeah, he's egging it on. Yeah. He wants it to, he wants it to, uh, to pick up. He wants it to, yep. to get going. Okay, so here is how great my Furden has gotten. Okay, so these things start being um, spoken. Here's the quote. Senja Zoya Daja Kenyeni. He cried, crumbling to his knee. Meja Jonking, Meja Jonking. Saint Zoya of Lightning, forgive me, forgive me. End quote. What do you think? Very good. Thank you. Okay. Meja <laughs> Jonking. Um, that sounded a lot better when I practiced it earlier. But, anyways, I think I was adding too much. I, yeah, anyways. Um, my Furden is going to be great, by the way. Um, anyways. Broom, um, so all this is going on. So, by the way, these things that are being said are not by just random people. These are Fjordans, mm-hmm. okay? These are actually Druskella mm-hmm. that are saying these things. So, we got Broom up in here. Broom all of a sudden comes around, and he is getting a little bit pissed off because his men are saying these things. And it looks like he is about to attack and almost, like, kill this Druskella soldier. And... For just praising Zoya, but he is stopped by his own men. His own men stop him, um, and Broom is just cursing and wailing and gets. He's mad, but he is completely outnumbered because everybody is seeing that something incredible mm-hmm. and magical is happening. And you know what? I'm sorry, man, but Broom, you got it wrong. Yeah, like just calm down. Um, so Nina was right to, to scream <laughs> about stopping that. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, I'm going to read this last part. This is actually reading to the very end of the chapter um, just because it gives us a good conclusion to where we are. So here's a quote. Nikolai looked to the darkling. The starless had surrounded him praying. The field was full of kneeling soldiers, weeping troops, perplexed Grisha. From the north came the sound of a trumpet, the Furidan sounding retreat. The darkling grinned at Nikolai as if he'd been the architect of it all. Above them, the dragon flapped her vast wings, and he saw someone on her back, though he couldn't tell who. The great beast roared, and the clouds around her pulsed with light. Thunder boomed, rolling over the mountains, and lightning forked through the sky, so bright he had to avert his gaze. When he looked back, Zoya was gone. End quote, end chapter, ba-boom! Ah, so many things. I know. It, we are so like it, it, it's sad because we're coming to an end. But you know what? I know it's exciting because we're coming to like ahead of all of these stories. But but yeah, we know that 
the end of the book is is nigh. Is it chapter like is the last chapter forty? Not I don't know. I probably shouldn't say that because I can't remember what the last chapter. It's got. I think it's forty nine. Forty nine. So I thought. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that is what we're done. That's our episode. That's what we covered tonight. Um. So. Okay. It is that special time for. Cast news, and it will be brought to you by us. Yay! Yay! So we've got a little bit of news, um, just a little bit, but still, it's great. Um, Rule of Wolves won the Goodreads Choice Award in the Young Adult category. That, yes, Lee Bardugo, like, and one, it was announced all over social media, but Lee had put that, like, she did a video, um. Uh, Instagram live video about it. And that was just really cool. That's awesome because, you know, come on, that's her latest novel. So mm-hmm. that's very exciting for her. So go Lee. So proud of you. Bring it on. Um, anyways, so that's it. We do know also that, I mean, they have officially started like the stuff going on. Like, I mean, there's like script writing and filming, I think, beginning over there. So we do know that. Um, we have seen it. Have you seen any of the pictures? No. No. I heard the filming was going to start in January, but... I... So maybe the word filming is wrong. Scratch that. Edit. Yes. Yeah, all the script writing and stuff like that is going on. There is some stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. I think maybe some readings and things like that. I don't... Sorry. Some preparations Preparation, for filming. Yes. Because that will be happening in the beginning of this next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, which we are very excited about. And anyways, continue listening f- to our Fable Book Club for Fable listeners. Thank you. Um, love you all. And um, so while we have you, um, what do you think we should start next? Just want to get your feel. We have an idea of what we were interested in doing, but we want to get your idea. We were interested in covering Ninth House. But we also do know that we do have the two like off like other supplemental Gre- supplemental books for the Grishaverse, the Lives of Saints and the Language of Thorns, plus some of the other stories. Um, we can do those in a lot of other different ways. Um, we can cover them. Obviously, we will cover them. Um, we just wanted to know what would you like next. We would love to hear. Please do um, let us know what you would like to read next um we will be taking a break um after our 100th episode january we will have a break um we'll have some like random like fun little like episodes here and there like coming out throughout january but we will not be starting a book coming until february we'll we'll let you know on the 100th episode um anyways yeah next week prepare chapters 43 through 46 ah! Getting there, y'all. I know. Um, it's crazy. It is. So, anyways, well, we love you all. Long live the Grishaverse. Like we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funeral. Hey. 
This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and we should post something on TikTok at GrishaCast. Thank you, Kendra Dantes in Year 26 for the background music. Our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, Amber, and Chloe. 